Is this the part where like the theme song would play? Yep. Okay. It's like a. Welcome to Movies with My Best Judy, a podcast where we review and analyze iconic movies from a millennial generation, one year at a time, starting with the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Marco, and this is my best Judy. I'm Bree, and this is my best Judy. So what's up, Marco? What's up? Okay, so first of all, um, we're filming this at the beginning of December. I am El Swampoed with so much work. You know, I have my actual work, my paying job. Um, and then I'm in classes for, like, my certificate. And I'm just like, I got so much stuff to do in the next two weeks. So I, I feel very stressed. But I'm glad to take the time out of our day so that we could watch together um, a beautiful movie, which was great. Yeah. Yes, we are filming this because we are filming this. We are on a set um, in in Los Angeles, as Marco said. We are filming this in early December. <laughs> 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 so yeah, life is chaotic, um, but no, this is fun. This is these are the moments that I live for, and yeah, I don't have much to report. I've also been pretty busy with work, um, preparing for this podcast, doing art shit that I like to do and yeah I'm excited I'm excited for our pilot episode I enjoyed watching the movie with you just now I'm excited I mean I like I like I like movies I don't like them as much as Brie does but <laughs> um I, I do like them <laughs> so I mean it's amazing um you know I like the idea of the, us just you know making a podcast where we talk about ourselves and talk about a movie and talk about ourselves about the movie. Yep. Yes. Yes. I do like movies a lot more than, um, I think majority of people, um, some may say cinephile, but those people are perverts and I hate that term. So I just really like films. Yeah. That that term is disgusting. Which is why when we talk about movies, um, in each episode, we will be doing, like a slight deep dive into behind the scenes, trivia, directors, writers, all that good stuff. Um, and then, like Marco said, talk about ourselves again in the context of this movie and what we thought about it. So uh, now that we've talked about what to expect. Today, we are traveling back to the year 1990, which was a dark time before either of us even graced the world with our presence. People were wearing silk tops, wool skirts, oversized crewnecks, khaki dockers, and the unisex black leather jacket that all the hotties had. And they were either sporting a pair of plain white Keds or classic Timberlands. For breakfast, they were sucking down a slim fast, microwaving a hot pocket for lunch, and heating up some SpaghettiOs for dinner. At some point, they definitely had some bagel bites too. It's now that McDonald's starts using vegetable oil to cook their fries rather than the 93% beef fat they were using before, which is wild to me. Um, The internet was born in 1990, so she's also a mentally ill millennial. All the cool kids had portable CD players where they could listen to the top hits of the year, like Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor 
Vogue by Madonna, or Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice, who now does home renovations on his own TLC show. Everyone was laughing at an old woman's expense when Life Alert gave them a commercial with an iconic quote too hilarious to take seriously. I have fallen and I can't get up. Ho 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 Ho's popular Christmas gifts included Batman action figures, a Bob Mackie Barbie doll, and a Nintendo Game Boy. Twas in 1990 that The Simpsons premiered on Fox while Seinfeld premiered on NBC, a truly iconic year for comedy. The most popular TV shows in America were Cheers, 60 Minutes, and Roseanne. I found a quote online that said the cool people were watching Twin Peaks. The really, really cool people were wearing parachute pants like MC Hammer. So random. (laughs) The top movies released this year were Home Alone, starring Macaulay Culkin at number one, Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg at number two, Dances with Wolves, starring Kevin Costner, directed by Kevin Costner, at number three, and the movie we are discussing today, coming in at number four in 1990, Pretty Woman! Pretty Woman, walking down the street, Pretty Woman. You're welcome, you get that for free. Yes! So the movie today that we are going to go ahead and review and talk about is... Pretty Woman. Now, Pretty Woman was directed by Gary Marshall, written by J.F. Lawton, and of course it's starring the one and only hamster extraordinaire, no, (laughs) excuse me, gerbil extraordinaire, Richard Gere, Erin Brockovich, Brockovich, herself, (laughs) Julia Roberts, um, Seinfeld and Shallow Howl, best buddy, Jason Alexander, and Laura San Guacoma, if I'm probably pronouncing that really wrong. I think it's Laura San Giacomo. It's definitely Laura San Guacomo. Laura San Guacamole. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, um, I don't have anything to compare her from, but I, she's iconic. I, we recognize her. We love her. Yeah. Um, she's in Just Shoot Me, that sitcom that ran through like from the mid-90s to the early 2000s. I've heard of it. Um, Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. But here are some of the taglines that came out for this movie. Just imagine, right? You're hearing about this movie for the first time. You hear the taglines are meant to entice you to watch this movie. Tell me what you think. So the first tagline we get is, she walked off the street into his life and stole his heart. The second tagline, this one's my favorite. (laughs) Who knew it was so much fun to be a hooker? Oh my god. <laughs> that one's just crazy wild. <laughs> That's not really like indicative of the movie that you're getting, but I think I understand the sentiment. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. These taglines like she walked off the street into his life and stole his heart. <laughs> like she didn't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they wanted you to be misdirected. They wanted you to expect them to say stole his wallet. Yeah, exactly. They they were misleading us and same thing as who knew it would be so much fun to be a hooker. It's like it does not glorify. Anyways, whatever. Sex workers are the best. I love them. Um the cock destroyers are my faves. So moving on, um pretty woman 1990, Richard Gere, Julia Roberts. The quick synopsis of this beautiful tale 
Down on her luck, Hollywood sex worker Vivian Ward is hired by wealthy businessman Edward Lewis to be his escort for several business and social functions. And their relationship develops over the course of a week-long stay with him. Yeah, that's the basic gist of what happens. So, first of all, this was your first time watching it. This is, yes, this was my first my first time watching it. I am an elder millennial, so yeah, it is pretty wild that uh, I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a movie that I more or less didn't even care to watch because I was like, everyone loves it, but it's like so old, who cares anymore? (laughs) Um, No offense to anyone born in 1990. Yeah, you're so old. (laughs) So I didn't really... um, like care about watching it and I don't like romantic comedies generally and that's what I assumed this was which it like which it kind of is in a way yeah it's a total rom-com yeah so um you know as we were saying anyone born in 1990 is old I was born in 1991 so I'm young and fresh um I was born in 92 so I'm even fresher <laughs> yeah the freshest <laughs> so in particular, being born in 91, um, I've definitely seen this movie multiple times as a child um, with my family in the room. I've This movie was nothing else. Like, I could tell you this movie at a young age. And, like, it wasn't my favorite movie by anything, uh, by any means. But I've seen it with my parents. I've seen it with my siblings, whatever. Watching it again... <laughs> If someone had asked me what the the like what the actual like story was, I thought it was Richard Gere gets a gets a hooker. He hires her to be his acquaintance, like his friend, like companion, um, for like a week uh, while he does like his business meetings and fun stuff. But I I never actually thought that they hooked up. Like I thought he fell in love with her first. You can say had sex. No, 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 no. I'm talking about as a young child. Like, my memories of this, I thought, like, they, like, they fell in love, and then they made love. Like, that was my, like, that was what I had always thought of for the last 30 years of my life. Because I probably saw this when I, like, was born. It was probably on the TV on the base. (laughs) No, but 100%, I thought that he made like they fell in love with each other and then like he never cared that she was a hooker watching this movie the first night they're together and she straight up just like goes down on him like oh yeah yeah like nobody's business and i mean it was hot and it was great it was crazy how much he looked like he did not give a shit whether she did or not and that just made it so much better I know, for real. Like the like the amount that he did not care. You could not tell if he was turned on. And it was like, what? Oh my gosh, like it made it like hotter and like it like increased the tension cuz you're just like is he into it? Is he not? Like 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 how are they going to, you know, how is this dynamic going to play out cuz he's into it enough to like consent and keep going, but you know. But like at the same time he's not into it enough that he's watching I Love Lucy. Right. And that he's not, like, trying to make a move on her at all. At all. 
he let her he he knows that he's paying for the night and he's getting full service under the hood <laughs> all of it cleaned up licked up <laughs> yeah this movie starts off too with it starts off with Laura Sangiacomo, right? The movie starts off with the magician. That's fucking right. The stupid magician at the fucking rich people's party. I don't know if he's a guest. I don't know if he's entertainment. But it starts off with him explaining to us how rich people take money and make it bigger. Yeah. And he's mansplaining it to two ladies because they couldn't possibly know. Yeah, they're too busy giggling over it. But I still don't get why that magician was there. They don't. I mean, it's it's a quick scene, so we don't get like any, any real like backstory on the magician. I don't know if he's yeah. struggling. If this was his big break, <laughs> I don't know if he just works for one of the companies and has a I weird he... kink of showing people's I... wives that trick. I think he just wandered in from off the streets. <laughs> yeah, even better. He walked off the street into this backyard and stole these people's money. But also talking about that, like, this was someone's house that they were having this party at. This house had a valet booth with a full-on yeah. key set up. Like, the little boxes with the keys that look like a function box or a fuse box. Yeah, and this is where we get our first, our first taste of how all of the people in service, like the valet workers, the drivers, the bellhops and whatever, are all brown people. They're all people of color. Yeah, definitely people of color. Like those those valet I mean they they made a point to ha- ask the valet a question just to hear them talk back in a really bad broken accent. And it's like yeah. like come on. Like do you really need to do us like that? For real. Going to say so we get like our street introduction to Julia Roberts' character, Vivian. Her name's Vivian Ward, which sounds like such a ritzy name. It does. It really does. It's like, if, well, because first of all, um, this, I don't know how accurate this is, but in um, Legally Blonde, the like other interest is a Vivian. Yeah. Like, the love interest that's like, against Reese Witherspoon um, is Vivian. And isn't isn't he isn't the the guy a ward or something? Um, no. His first name is Warren. No. That oh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Warren. Either way, rich people names. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. Like I'm expecting a 1990s sex worker with like the name of like you know like Hershey's or. Well, speaking of Hershey's, her BFF, um, her sex worker mentor, her street mentor, is Laura Sangiacomo, and her name is Kit. Yes! Kit Kat. <laughs> oh my god. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And she's freaking adorable. I love her so much. Like, I loved her accent. Like, she sounded like she was from New York. She definitely didn't sound like she was from L.A. Yeah. I, yeah. What else is she from? Like, what, I mean, you, you slightly mentioned it. Um... Yeah, Just Shoot Me, which was a sitcom. I just started rewatching it, like, really recently. I'm already, I've already blown through, like, almost all six seasons. 
but um, she's a main character. Also in it is David Spade. He's a main character. Um, it's very funny. That's the show that Britney Spears was on, wasn't it? Was she on like an show? episode? She did like an episode. She was like his oh. like she was like a receptionist or something. Maybe I have been watching it a lot in the background. Also, I'm not done with it, so maybe. But yeah, they have a, they have a lot of like celebrity guests, and because it's a um, it's set it's like an office sitcom, um, but it's set like they work at a magazine, um, similar to Vogue or whatever. They work at a fashion magazine, so they have a lot of like real world models, like acting in these episodes, but not as models. <laughs> So they're just like doing like a meta, like whatever. Um, I mean, that's kind of cool. It is cool. It's a really good show. I highly recommend if you liked her in this movie. She's not anything like this, <laughs> but she's a good actress, I think, and she's very funny. Yeah, she's definitely she's very beautiful too. Yeah, she is. Oh, I loved her like little haircut and that denim outfit she was wearing at the end. Oh, well, speaking of her in general and the introductions of them, you know, the, the favorite look alert. Yeah. Right at the beginning of um, basically like the whole um, right at the beginning of the, the, the scene where they introduce all the people on the street of Hollywood Boulevard, we get a look at one of the best outfits in the movie. I just... Uh, I was melting in my seat. My mouth was open like Gross. like Julia Roberts when she was watching I Love Lucy. <laughs> the outfit of one of the sex workers that they talked to, I forgot her name, but she is wearing a checkered dress with um these like uh like primary colored squares like sporadically placed on the dress and it's so beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, it was super cute. Like, way too cute for the streets. Yeah, way too cute. Like, the back had, like, a huge back opening area. Yeah. It was just, like, a bodycon dress. Yes! Yeah, that was super cute. Yeah, way to start off strong in, like, the costume department right at the beginning of the movie. We get a banger of an outfit. And looks play a big role in this movie, as we will come to find. Oh, yeah. It's not who you are, but who you know and what you are wearing. For sure. We also meet, you know, Vivian. We see her starting her shift on the street. We get that she's pretty new to this job. And Kit is the one who helped her get into the get into the biz. Clocking into cocking. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I immediately, like, kind of detected a southern accent, but it definitely, like, came and went very liberally throughout the movie. Yeah, you said that she was from Georgia, or she said yeah. she's from Georgia. Yeah, she does. I, I totally did not pick that up. And the accents I, I, like, heard here and there, but I did not get that. Yeah, so, I don't know, strange choice by Julia Roberts. Um... But also, I I was taking notes like a good podcaster, and I noted that the way she talks is, like, I get that she's, you know, like, uneducated and, like, casual and whatever, 
but she kind of almost talks like a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things I said during the movie, too. I was like, she's very jovial. Like, jovial is not the same as childish. I thought it is. No, jovial just means like really happy. No. Dude, like, I think like Jovi or jo- something like that is like French for joy. I'm going to look this up right now and I'm going to tell you. It definitely says it's cheerful and friendly. That's the definition. Yeah. <laughs> and you what? thought it meant what, like. I thought it meant like childish like i don't know because she is technically jovial also (laughs) oh my god maybe i just don't know i mean i don't know words that's okay i forgive you (laughs) but yes i definitely got that too um she was giving me like a child how old do you think she was in this or like not her but like who vivian was um I guess, like, 24, but she looks way younger than that. She does look younger than that. Like, I was thinking 19, but then she was drinking. Yes. I th- I, well, I think the movie wants us to think that she's, like, in her early 20s. Um, but she, like, yeah, she definitely looks, like, way younger. Like, I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I need to know. How old do you think, what's his name? Richard Gere is supposed to be. I got like 35 to 45. Really? That's what I was wondering too cuz I mean I don't I don't know him well um his movies or anything. So I'm like is he older or did he just gray early? He probably grayed early, but he looks very good with that salt and pepper hair. Yeah. So she was 23. Wow. That's still so young. Very young. She looked very good. This whole movie, she looked very good. Every every second I saw her on screen, I was shocked. She, yeah, she just has like a way about her that she's like she's so beautiful. And I never really got it before I like rewatched this. I didn't understand the whole like fascination with her. But rewatching this every second, every moment, she like she was showing like expressing some kind of emotion. I was eating it up. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm the same way. I was like, I'm generally, I'm kind of like, Julia Roberts, who cares? Like, she's not like hot and like, she's whatever. But when I watch, like, I like watching my best friend's wedding every now and then. And in that, I'm like, oh, dang, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Richard Gere was 41. During the filming? During the filming. So that makes sense. Yeah, I guess they're probably just playing their ages because that makes sense for their characters. Wow, 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 wow. Can we talk about the price negotiations? Oh, my God. So when she first offers her services, she says 100 an hour. And he's like, all right, what about all night? And what does she say? She's like, um, 300. Bitch, a hundred an hour times eight hours is more than three hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't understand that. I'm I don't understand it. I don't. So this is why I was like at the beginning, I was like, oh, she's doesn't seem to be a very successful sex worker. This is why she's bad at business. And it's not her fault. She's uneducated. She has an eleventh grade education. I know, but yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, at, at that point, you're pretty educated. You would think enough to do this kind of math. What he hires her for the night, and then the next morning, he's like, chill out, babe. It's chill. And then was like, decides he wants her for the week. Six nights, five days. And what number does she throw out first? 4,100, right? No, she just said 4,000. Oh. <laughs> Why would it be 4,100? <laughs> That's what I thought I heard. <laughs> okay, to be honest, I did have the movie turned down a little bit. Um, but I don't, that's what I heard. I heard 4,100. It was 4,000. It was 4,000, and he counters with, like, two. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then they end with three. And then... Oh, she says... Which, why would she even admit this? She's like, I would have done it for two. And then he's like, I would have given you four. And I was like, so you're, you're just screwing her over. Like, you're doing it on purpose. But there's something about the way he looks at her. Like, I feel like he's definitely had a, a prostitute before. Like, that's not his first time. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something about the way he was staring at her on the floor. That I think I think he fell in love with her first. Oh, like immediately? Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because it's like. It seems, I don't know, I guess, like, out of character for him to just, like, bring this person into his life like that. Oh, yeah. So the other thing, too, is that he's this, you know, like, hardcore businessman, like, business oh, yeah. shark, like, takes business, people's business, dying business, dreams. Business, business, yeah. Business. Nonstop business. Takes people's dying dreams as their companies fail undercuts them then just like kicks them all out and sells it to somebody else and it's it's crazy but no he's all business all money and important her rule pretty much her only rule for the whole affair is um no kissing on the lips because it's too intimate and he he said me too me too and we obviously get, like, from the very beginning of the movie, he's never had, like, a successful relationship. Yeah. The first introduction of Edward Lewis was him on the phone talking to his girlfriend, who is upset with him because he has no, he doesn't spend any time with her. So he um, tells her, basically, does she say it or does he say it? One of them's like, we should just break up. And the other one's like, yeah, we should. And then she, like, hangs up on him. And then he goes... Okay, bye, Jessica. <laughs> and, it, and then he hangs up, but it's like, she already hung up. Yeah, I think she's the one who's like, I'm done. And he's like, okay. He's, he's so not phased. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to move out by the end of the weekend. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, well, leave your key. So immediately we know he doesn't know how to be in a relationship. He doesn't know how to be intimate with people. And he's really, really hot. And he's good at business. And he's good at business. There's a lot of great moments in this movie. The beginning is what really stuck out to me. Um, I very much enjoyed the little relationships um, that we got. We got to see the, I don't know, like the hotel manager. 
we got to see like their relationship like him as a character was such a good character um there's jason alexander who plays like the same character he plays in most things that i've seen from him (laughs) where he's like the stubborn dude who wants what he wants and yeah he's generally just like a greedy goony man baby but he's like mainly his lawyer lawyer by trade but the closest person in his life for sure yeah and he says he's like been with him for 10 years so definitely the longest relationship he's ever had Mm -hmm. so yeah we get to see what their dynamic is um we get to see vivian and kit and kit on her own oh my gosh when she's sitting in her bedroom just living in garbage i thought she was so adorable she's beautiful and then she sits on top of a pizza box, and to take down a note, she grabs a lipstick and just writes writes it on a pizza box. Yeah, that was pretty cute. That was so funny. And then we get the iconic shopping scene. Oh, Rodeo Drive. Rodeo Drive. Where do, where do fancy ladies in Beverly Hills go? Rodeo Drive. <laughs> Um, and what happens, Marco? What happens when she tries to go shopping for decent conservative clothing? Well, Vivian Ward walks into a beautiful boutique with outfits that are very expensive. The clothing looked like rich white woman down to clown. <laughs> <laughs> No, she walks into this boutique. It's very beautiful. They're, um, the workers, the people in it look, you know, they look high class. Um, the shoppers, I mean, they look high class. They look, they're like, at one point, they're just examining some garment on a couch for like five minutes. And they just keep looking at like the beadwork or something. It's really weird. The um, workers, the staff, when they take one look at Vivian, they are just disgusted. That this woman would crawl out of the sewers into their store <sighs> and fit and look at them as if they were equals. Yeah, for sure. They were slimy and gross and mean. And they straight up told her, you don't belong here. Get the fuck out. And she's like, I have money. And they're like, we don't care. Get out. Yeah, it was very sad. When she was walking Rodale Drive at first, it was all happy music, like happy. And then she then when she leaves the boutique, it's like Oh, I know. The music is so dramatic and sad. It's very sad. It was a sad day in California. And then she goes back to the hotel where they're giving her a hard time. This is where you and I kind of uh commented like she was complaining about not being able to buy anything. And we're like, did she only go to the one store? She just tried that one store. They were bitches. She left and just, like, went home crying. Yeah, she did. I mean, like, in her mind, she tried Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Got terrible customer service. Didn't cause a scene. Left. And when she left, like, instead of going to, like, Walmart and buying, like, some some okay, nice clothes, like, she just goes straight back to the hotel. And she's like, I give up. My life is over. I'm, I'm just gonna be a sex worker forever no one no one appreciated me yeah it was really sad um but then the hotel manager is suddenly her bff and helps helps her 
get a shopping experience that she can enjoy. I also noted here throughout this whole scene, because it's it's like the first day after the night that she spent with Richard Gere. Um, she's seemingly wearing no makeup because obviously the night before she was she looked like a painted lady. She had, you know, thick lipstick and eyeliner and heavy blush and everything like that and a blonde wig. Um, and now she's looking au natural. I was like, this no makeup look is so good. She pulls it off so flawlessly. And I felt like her, um, even her eyebrows were kind of like rugged, <laughs> if you will. Oh, yeah, you could see like they were bushy. Yeah, but it's like it made her look cute and kind of, I think, in that sense, like more innocent. I don't know how much more innocent we needed her to come off, but she was coming off very um, naive. <laughs> well, she was down on her luck. <laughs> I also noted that she kind of moves like a Muppet. What? Because she's so like flaily and like slouchy. Like, you know, you know, in 30 Rock, when they like show that Kenneth has like Muppet vision or whatever, for like a second for like one scene. Yeah. And then Liz Lemon like Muppets by and she's like, like all flaily. And... and then she does it in real life. And then she does it in real life. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She definitely does. Because she's like, I know she's like overacting kind of like how unsophisticated she is, I guess. But she looked like a Muppet, I thought. And I think I think that just means that Richard Gere loves Muppets. Gerbils are just like Muppets. That's what I'm saying. No, this is, it was also, Richard Gere is just so handsome. He's so handsome. And the fact, the how aloof he is constantly i wrote down bored billionaire vibes like just makes him hotter he could have been batman like a hundred percent yeah like if you like seeing a photo of richard gear i'm like i'm okay thanks like a photo now or a photo then like even then i'm just like i get it but i'm okay you need the whispering you need <laughs> yeah you need the whisper speak and you need the absolute don't give a fuck that you're going down on me right now vibes. Oh, dude, any guy who gave that to me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'd Richard Gear him. <laughs> Do you remember the scene where they're in the bath together? She's rubbing down his chest. Yes, dude. He's telling her about all his daddy issues while she's sponge bathing him like a baby. She's just like, tell me. It does, she's literally like wringing out the sponge on top. of <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I wonder how I wonder how. Ooh, do you remember the close up on the pruny toe? Yeah. I mean, I get that they're trying to show us that they've been in the bath for a super long time. It wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. But it's like, the scene is cute. I don't care how long they've been in the bath together. <laughs> you know, I had forgotten about it, so. <laughs> Dang. Well, I remembered, so I needed you to suffer with me. Oh, man. Also, remember when you saw his nipple and you were like, oh, no! <laughs> okay, yes. So... <laughs> I definitely saw his nipple and immediately thought it was hers because I assumed because they're kind of um like 
she's they're sitting up together kind of but it's like she's spooning him and I assumed my heteronormative brain assumed that he would be spooning her so I thought we were looking at her chest and (laughs) and her hairy nipple (laughs) and earlier you made a comment about her arm hair so I was like wow this is just a really hair positive movie (laughs) so like the first scene of Julia Roberts in this whole movie she's like in bed they show her her very curvy body and then they they also show her arms and her arms are like very hairy I, I say very hairy but like obviously they're not like crazy hairy it's just like I think to me my beauty standards of that time or what I think of the beauty standards of that time I feel like she's like too hairy but to, for like for me now I'm I'm also, I'm just like you know why isn't she hairy yeah and we also mentioned that she's because yeah the beauty standards of that time I feel like we're very like heroin chic right like Kate Moss like thin bony emaciated looking ladies and we both kind of commented on how she doesn't look like that she does have like some meat on her bones yeah she has meat she has hair Mm -hmm. she has pruny feet ugh Ugh, why'd you have to say it again (laughs) oh my gosh we didn't talk about um what the other there's so many iconic scenes in this movie and i'm gonna keep referring to them as iconic scenes because they are I guess it's when they're doing the negotiations, but her like in the luxurious bath with the headphones on singing Kiss by Prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like also a moment where we're meant to we're meant to either like think that maybe it's happening or it's definitely happening that he's like falling in love with her because he's watching her kind of like be a dork and sing in the bathtub. And he's into it. And that's when he's like, do you want to be my girl for a week? Yeah. That bathtub, too. I told you, the bathtub was making me horny. Yeah. So sick. It was so luxurious looking. I loved it. It was mad luxurious. The whole, speaking of being horny, (laughs) because this is like a fairly horny movie. Fairly. It was super horny. It's super horny, and the she reason why it's... She grabs his dick in, like, the first ten minutes. <laughs> in the movie and in real life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, but I think the reason why it's so horny and not, like, super, like, like sexy, like, whatever, is because it's not as graphic as I think would be assumed from a movie where one of the main characters is a sex worker, you know? Yeah, but I, I also think it's kind of graphic, like, like too. I don't know. Sometimes I felt like it was too graphic. Like the first scene where she goes down on him, like you can see the top of his underwear, and like I feel like that's too hot. Oh my god, you're such a prude. But I just, I mean, I love it, but I just think it's too, you know, like too hot for a '90s movie. And then he fucks her on a piano. Oh my gosh! And like, just. Goes to town. Saving that scene in my memory bank. That was crazy. 
Dude, we were already talking about how hot Richard Gere was in the movie, and then they show him, like, shirt unbuttoned, passionately playing the piano, and I just flooded my basement. I don't know what else to tell you. Well, he was sad, too. He was, like, sadly. Yeah, he was all, like, mopey and, like, having an existential crisis and rich. And Yeah, he's just, like, kicked out the, the bar staff or whatever. They, like, the room is, like, private for him. Like, the elevator person, like, walked her into the room all, like, hush, hush, don't tell anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Oh my god, that was that. Okay, what's crazy, and I think I noted it around this time too, is that there were so many other actors and actresses considered for these roles before landing on these two, and I just I don't think I can like honestly don't think I could imagine any other people playing those roles, especially Richard Gere. Like he played those like sexy scenes really well. I thought. Yeah, I I know. Tom Selleck was one of them, and, you know, I'm kind of upset that we didn't get to see her go down on him. <laughs> Tom Selleck? Dude, I love Tom Selleck. You wanted a man with a mustache? I got a man with a mustache. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought, I was, like, really impressed with that scene because the, oh, and, and that was when he was, like, trying to kiss her on the lips against <gasps> yeah. the rules. But also against his rules. So, like, I think later that night or something, he's asleep and she kind of, like, whispers, like, I love you. But he, like, heard it. I think that moment was kind of his way of saying that he loved her because he was trying to break his own rule and kiss her on the lips. And he tried, like, multiple times. Yeah. He was going for it. He wanted mouth-to-mouth action. Yeah. Horny movie for sure. So, if that is like a a box on anyone's checklist, add Pretty Woman to that list. Okay, another iconic scene is coming up. Do you remember which one? Is it when she goes back shopping? I mean, goes shopping again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she he tells her that she needs to get more outfits. She only bought like one dress, and then she explains to him. That she had, you know, the terrible customer service experience. That Rodeo was mean to her. Yeah, so he personally takes her back and and walks her into a boutique and is like, you're going to shower us with love and affection and give us everything we want. And we're going to spend so much money. Yep. And of course they do it. Oh my gosh, that's, even just that is like so hot. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And at some point, like the dude, like the workers, like um, like trying to butter up Richard Gere, and he's like, "No, you pay attention to Vivi." Yeah, he's like, "Not me, her." And the guy's like, "Okay, all right, sounds good." And then she gets her moment of redemption, having grabbed all these bags, all these garments, all these hat boxes. <laughs> she goes back to the store that rejected her before. And is like, remember me, motherfuckers? Of course they don't. She's like, I was in here yesterday, and you turned me gay. And then they were like, oh. Oh, no, she's like, you guys work on commission, right? Yep, 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 yep. 
And then she's like, I was here yesterday and you turned me away. Basically, like, and then I, I, I suck at remembering movie quotes, but. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. Yeah. She's like, huge mistake. And yeah, basically, literally putting in their face all the money that she spent on clothes just then and not in their store, obviously, all the money they could have made. Which was a lot. Like, she was, she had so many outfits. She was done up. Ugh. It's such a good moment. Oh my gosh, I know. Your understanding, like, other than, like, knowing of, like, pop culture reference, like, you've seen this, though, in one of our other favorite movies. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, yes. They enjoy watching the movie. The move Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion opens on the two main characters watching Pretty Woman in bed. And we get a glimpse of them watching that first scene where they turn her away. And they're, like, making fun of the movie, kind of being like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, blah, 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 like, you're crying because they're mean to you. And then we see them watching the the redemption moment where she gets to say, big mistake. And Lisa Kudrow's character chokes up a little bit. And honestly, I did, too. I mean, this movie's really good. She's like, I just, I just get so happy when they let her shop. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's good. This movie is good. Like, I would watch it again for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. So I have to point out the next scene is the racetrack scene, right? Oh, no. Wait. Racetrack or polo? Polo. That's what it is. There were horses. I thought it was a racetrack. Um, <laughs> they go to the polo game. And this is a lot of people's, from what I've been told, this is a lot of people's favorite outfit of this movie. This brown polka dotted dress with like the matching hat. I mean, it's very cute. It's cute. It's not my favorite. I'll tell you what my favorite is. And I think. What's your favorite? My favorite. Woo! Favorite look of the movie was that woman who was leaning on the car. Later in yes! the do you remember? And I pointed it out and I was like, who the fuck is this babe? And then she just walks away. But she looked so hot. Her outfit was so sick and she was like posing so sick. She had like some like khaki pants on and was just wearing like a button up vest as a shirt. And she had like a sick like short cut. Oh my God. And like some cool boots. I was like, damn girl. And then she yeah. just disappeared. She was. Yeah, she was definitely dressed so well. That was such a cute outfit. Yeah, that was such a good look. And then, like, second runner-up to that would be Laura Sinjokomo at the very end of the movie. She's got, like, her denim, like, super torn-up jeans. She's wearing little heels and just, like, a bustier kind of top, but then, like, an oversized denim jacket. So cute. Yeah, that was super cute. She had good looks, too. Like, consistent. For sure. I mean, she was only in, like, three scenes, but yeah. But consistently good. Consistent. Oh, man. It's, uh... No, it's just so good. Like, her at the polo match, um... Uh... So, first of all, obviously, you don't seem too familiar with polo, so... (laughs) When when they were doing the, um... Oh god, I forgot what it's called. But basically, where they put the dirt back into the the the, the grass back into the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, "What is this nonsense?" 
yeah, that seems crazy. But they're like, I imagine you have to pay to go watch this sporting event. And then they're like putting you to work. It's a thing. I. It's just, they walk, run out there and they get to kick the dirt around. It's just like, it's the only manual labor they ever do. Yeah, yeah. And then they have, so, and then at, at this one, apparently, they have someone that polishes your shoes afterwards. I know, that's crazy. That's, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. If you're going to make me get my shoes dirty, please polish them. But this is the moment where Jason Alexander, like, what was his name? Stuckley? Stukley? Stucky. He finds out from, he is, he's like, th- Everyone at the event, first of all, sorry. Since it's, like, his, Richard Gere's, like, life, like, his people around him. Everyone at the event is dropping these rude comments, like, oh, is this your next girl? Like, she's one of many. Oh, yeah, flavor of the month or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and obviously, like, Vivian gets her looks in. Like, she's like, no, I'm just in it for the sex. Which is so good. Nice. I know bite she back. had she yeah she had a lot of good bite backs for those like prissy ass bitches. Ugh, I loved it. But then the big epic thing was where Jason Alexander was kind of being a jerk to Richard Gear, and Richard Gear kind of like throws it in Jason's face by saying that like, well, she's not just any girl. You know, she's a or she's a hooker and like that's where jason alexander was already upset he's blaming um oh i don't even know if we even said this but during the course of the movie every moment that he spends with julia roberts richard geard's character edward is um edward yeah edward lewis is slowly like his his cold heart is slowly melting and he's going from an evil businessman to like you know, morally conscious, like making better choices. Yeah. So, and his business partner, lawyer of 10 years, friend, Jason Alexander is upset. So because of this change, so Jason blames, uh, blames Richard Gears, uh, a change on Vivian. So he kind of like throws it through, you know, anytime he gets, he kind to jabs Richard Gear about it. And this is the moment that Richard Gere tells him, well, no, she's not some girl. She's a hooker. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Alexander decides to bring it up to Vivian and let her know that he may be interested in her services, despite the fact that she just met his wife. About which she says the craziest thing that I've ever heard. You could freeze ice on his wife's ass. What the hell? Is what that what does that mean? You could freeze ice with that ass. Is it does that mean it's cold or it's shaped like an ice cube? I don't know. I know they said that she was like a gym, like a gym instructor or something, like a gym buddy. Oh, uh-huh. Did it mean like she had a tight ass? I assumed I I assumed that it was like a compliment, but I just can't tell like yeah, are they saying it's tight? Are they saying it's big? Like, I, it's very confusing. Listeners, call in if you understand what it means to uh, have an ass you could freeze ice on. I'm like trying to Google it. It's it's not a saying. It's not a saying. 
it's like, not a saying. I even like like tried to look at trivia to be like, did she improvise this line? Because that sounds crazy. It's. Uh, I think I think this is like the only thing in the world where this this it's used. The only time those words are strung together in such a way. You could freeze ice on his wife's ass. I legit thought it was like some weird quote from like the nineties, commenting on like, you know, like tone butts. Yeah. Wild. I'm gonna start just like surveying people, see what their interpretation is of that line. You know, that's pretty smart because I I don't get it. I mean, I, I I don't get it. Or maybe I just start saying it to people like, wow, you really have an ass that I could freeze ice on and just see how they take it. What if it's an insult? Contextually, it seemed like a compliment. But like, what if it's like, oh, she's like cold, so cold that her her ass could freeze ice. That's such a strange way of saying that. And how would you know that? She just met her. Well, true. I feel like we could go on forever about this. But as a result of Jason Alexander, a.k.a. Stucky, hitting on Vivian Ward, she gets really upset that Richard Gere basically told, well, she thinks he told everyone, he just told this guy, but is admitting that she's a quote-unquote hooker because she didn't want to be treated like one and, you know, she thought that they had something special. Something to that effect. They get into their first fight. She's about to leave. She's about to walk away from all the money. He throws down the money. And she walks away. She's done. She's she's about to get on the elevator. She's crying. Her feelings are so hurt. Because he told his friend that she was being paid to be there. Because that's what she does for a living. That she was going to walk away from three grand. What did she say? She said like... I've never felt so ugly. Cheap. Oh, cheap. I've never felt so cheap. Yeah, she was like, no one has ever made me feel that cheap before. And he said, I find that hard to believe. They were just so... I mean, he was being so stubborn. He... Yes, yes, he was. It was, like, kind of surprising because I feel like generally in rom-coms, like, they both kind of like melt into each other at the same time or whatever. And in this case, it's like she was making it clear that she didn't want to be treated this way. And I, like the whole time, really, the whole movie, I was pretty impressed at how well she like stood her ground and like was just like, yeah, this is this is how I feel. And this is what I, I want. Like, what of it? Yeah, she was very open and honest about everything. There wasn't this movie didn't have secrets. No, it didn't. Uh-huh. No, like that's there was no secret. That, I just realized that where are all the secrets? Usually, that's where like the rom com, the drama comes from. Is that like there's just so many secrets and we can't get our story straight. And yeah, there's like secrets and misunderstandings and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. There is none of that. It's like very honest. Everyone around him, like you said, like the ho- the people working at the hotel and stuff like that, they all know what's going on. Yeah, like it's they they knew from. I mean, people watched. She walked in dressed like a streetwalker, and every moment she's there, she's like bumbling around. But because he's such a high pay high roller, the the manager, the hotel manager, takes it upon himself to like 
bring this this woman into his like to give her an etiquette lesson and to try to help her out which was great like i understand like when you mentioned it you were like wow he's so sweet but to me i was like wow he's doing his job <laughs> like like <laughs> that's true yeah because i don't I, I think towards the end of the movie they do develop a great relationship because of it because mm-hmm. she's real because yeah, all of that but i think he really i mean me assuming he did it because he wanted to make sure that she didn't go back to to edward crying and like you know giving edward a bad experience at the hotel right 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 that's interesting but yeah i mean you're right. There are no secrets. There's no misunderstandings. Maybe that's why I was delightfully surprised by it, despite the fact that it was a romantic movie, because it didn't necessarily follow the same exact pattern that I've come to expect. But, you know, I mean, we all know there's always going to be a happy ending. But other than that, um, it did surprise me quite a bit. Yeah, because he was so stubborn. She was like, it was after, when was it? Oh, they go to a play, right? Yes, yeah. It's an opera. They go to the opera. And before they go to the opera, she comes out in that red evening gown with the long white gloves. And he has a little surprise for her. He has like a multi-million dollar necklace. And earrings made out of like the heart of the sea. Marco, they literally said it was a quarter of a million. Whatever. <laughs> still a lot. Still ridiculous. You can still buy a house for the price. <laughs> so the iconic moment where, again, um, where she puts her hands out to reach for the beautiful jewelry and he closes the box on her. And she laughs like a manic, crazy person. She's like, <laughs> um, yeah. And you mentioned um, as we were watching the movie that Richard Gere had actually improvised that moment, which is also, in my opinion, because I'm fascinated by actors, by comedy, by improvisation, just makes him even hotter. He improvised that moment, which has become like the pretty woman moment. Yes. Also, homaged in Thirty Rock. Yeah, like in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But so this, so they go to the, they're going to the opera, and you know it's all in Italian, and she's like, "How, how do you know if it's good or bad or whatever? Like, how do you know what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, you just feel it, like whatever." And he's like, "People either love it or they hate it." And he loves it, and you can tell that he really hopes that she loves it too, because the whole time. He's kind of watching her watch the opera. And I don't know if you caught this in the trivia, but it said that the play that they go to is like a real, I mean, the opera that they go to is a real opera um, that is about a sex worker who falls in love with a wealthy man. No, I did not. Yeah. That is just meta. That is so meta. But then I was like, okay, did he, yeah, did he, but did he have the, tickets 
already before he met her or did he buy the tickets no remember he's on the phone at work and he's talking about the tickets like oh you know make sure the tickets oh. are at the hotel. so i think he bought the tickets like after meeting her just to take her out yeah but also we don't know if he knows what what the story is it's it's like his favorite one or something he's super into it Dude, what if there's just a big fetish of this? I, that's what I was wondering. I was like, did he already have this? But I mean, I was wondering if he already had these tickets because then I was like, well, then it's like a fetish of his. But he says that he's already seen it and he super loves it. So it still could be. Mm-hmm. He totally like picks up girls and asks them where Beverly Hills is. <laughs> it's just this time he fell in love. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Who knew being a hooker could be so fun? <laughs> oh man. But then it's after this night, right? That she basically She's done, right? She's done, but he he gives her the offer. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, to go back, um I felt like the opera scene was like too long. I feel like there was just so much going on. I thought like it was longer than it needed to be. Like I, I, you could see like she, she, her acting to me was really good. Um, seeing her range of emotions on her face expressed through like the, the song was beautiful. But like, I also just felt like, damn, this movie is really padding out that screen time. <laughs> yeah. But the offer that he gives her is basically like, Hey, I know like the week is ending, but I want to see you some more. Um, I've already, already arranged, already arranged for you to have an apartment and a car and, you know, some money, like whatever you'll be set. And I'll see you like when I come into town, basically, I guess. Which was crazy. He's like, I'm going to put you in a, oh my God, is that what it is? He was going to put her in a castle, like, like. Rapunzel. Oh wow. Oh wow. Maybe that's why that that's the point where she's like, you know what? Like ever since I was a little girl, I had a dream about being rescued by a knight on a white horse, like from the castle, like blah blah whatever, like the whole fairy tale and living living happily ever after. At no point was my dream to be put up in a condo, you know, by a man. Yeah, like it's like almost the exact opposite. Yeah, good point. Look at you. Ugh. So anyway, she she basically walks. She takes the money. She leaves. She's like, "I love you, but I can't do this." I oh need wait. Oh, too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's good. I just wanted to point out. I noted this quote that she had that I liked. Um, like she has a lot of good bite backs, like we said. But he's like, "But I could get you off the streets," and she's like, "That's just geography." Yeah, that's just. Geography. And I thought that was sick. Because this is the point where she's making it clear, like, I want more. Like, I want a relationship or, like, I want some sort of commitment in a sense. And this is another point where she, like, stands her ground really strongly. And he's being a stubborn bitch and being like, I'm too much of a business bachelor to <laughs> to give a damn, darling. Yeah, he's basically like, well, bye. <laughs> and then she's going to go off to San Francisco. Yeah, well, first she goes downstairs and she has her heart-to-heart with the the manager, hotel manager. 
and he gets oh, yeah. right because remember at the first he's like you'll never come into this hotel again after your quote unquote uncle leaves and she's like no i and he's like you won't have any other uncles here either and she's like no but then at the end he's like bye come back and visit us yeah come back and visit us i will miss you and then he gets her a ride home yeah you also pointed out you're like um can you just like give her a job help her out a little bit yeah like whatever just frustrated i'm frustrated with how like but that's why like i also feel like the character was sweet and nice but really the hotel first yeah oh yeah for sure yeah and yeah so he arranges for a ride to take her home we see her go home she's packing up she's saying bye to kit looking cute as all hell and that all done him outfit and she's about to head off to san francisco and i guess live her dreams and and whatnot um and then we you know cut back and forth to then richard gear talking to the hotel manager and the hotel manager is basically like like oh must be hard for you to let something go like that or whatever and literally like hints at him you know i had what's his face take her home last night so he knows where she lives if you want to go find her yeah definitely like he'll take you yeah and he's like hell yeah dude let's do this and then we get another romantic moment with pigeons instead of doves <laughs> right those were pigeons those were pigeons the scattering of the pigeons yeah as the the limo drives down the road yeah scattering of the pigeons uh they part ways to allow the white stretch limousine to come down the street up to vivian's window and richard gear is sticking his body out the sunroof with a bouquet of roses and champagne and he's like i'm coming for you baby and he's gotta do the thing he's gotta do the knight in shining armor thing and climb the tower to get his girl even though he's afraid of heights we learned that earlier yes he 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 it's i think it was raining earlier so he happens to have an umbrella or something and he uses the umbrella to bring down the fire oh yeah and then he climbs it, and he's like, but he like climbs it so like, like like fast, like it's it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But the minute he gets onto the actual like balcony, he's all scared and like. I know it's so weird. I didn't buy that he was like afraid of heights. He just seemed weird. <laughs> yeah, he definitely seemed like he either shit his pants or was trying to hide something back there. <laughs> And then he doesn't even make it all the way up to her balcony. She like meets him halfway, which is like less exciting, but it was still like a really wonderful gesture. If someone did that to, for me in real life, like I'd probably, I guess, I guess I could meet them halfway. I'll keep that in mind next time you have to resort to sex work. <laughs> but no, um, somehow I skipped this and I apologize with my clumsy storytelling but uh we totally skipped out the part where jason alexander tries to force himself up oh my gosh that's right i think i repressed it because it was so traumatic it was a really good scene i thought yeah 
So there comes a point where uh, Richard Gere like has, I guess, like a come to Jesus moment because Vivian has taught him to like be a better person or whatever and have a heart that he basically like blows a billion dollar deal. Um, but like for the greater good and Jason Alexander is so pissed and he thinks it's all her fault. So he goes to the hotel where she, well, he said that he's there looking for Edward, but as soon as she's like, he's not, he like forces himself in and is like, this is all your fault. Like blah, blah, blah. And then is like grabbing her and being like, how much does this cost? Huh? How much does this cost? What is this? $20, $20. Like, what is this? $50? Like, what if I did this? And he fully slaps her because she's trying to like defend herself smacks her across the face she falls to the floor and he throws his entire body on top of her and is like what how much does this cost like blah blah like whatever and it's like so awful and then i guess knight in shining armor (laughs) edward lewis comes through and pulls him off of her I mean, he's like a small man, so he literally just like pulls him by the scruff of his neck off of Julia Roberts (laughs) and like throws him and hits him and is like, fuck you, you're fired. And he's like, fuck you, you blew this deal. And they part ways. Um, But it's so sad and traumatic and awful and like terrible. It's and then she she leaves is because she like. She's like, he won't, he's not the only one. There'll be others like him. Everyone will assume, um, right, because of who I am and where I've been, it'll never work out. And then she leaves. And that's where, that's when she leaves. I hated it. Yeah, that's right. I know. That's when, because she's just trying to, it's like self preservation. She's just trying to protect herself. She's like, we can't be a real thing as long as, like, I'm a hooker because everyone's going to, think that i'm just like up for grabs man if i was wow. 23 and a older man offered to buy me a condo just so we could hook up in it like once or twice like a month or something dude i would have jumped at the opportunity hell yeah dude it's all it's like the sugar daddy dream yeah i would have like set up cameras she was into him like he's hot and she liked having sex with him. <laughs> they had sex every night. They they in all sorts of positions and on sort all sorts of instruments. Yes. In all kinds of ways. And the movie made sure that we understood that they both enjoyed it. Yeah, but again, such a good movie. So like every scene in this movie is iconic. There's a reason why I know. Yeah, there's a reason why this movie did so well, like, or in, at least in our hearts, like, it, it's, it's <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, there's a reason why it's considered a classic movie and why it's worth talking about 30 years later, 31 years later. <laughs> so that was, that was a pretty good long recap, um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but for our tech talk moment, um, the technology is definitely late 80s. It does have that early 90s flair in the sense that, like, you know, like, I feel like I didn't see too many car phones in in 80s films. Um, In this film, we see Richard Gere using a landline, which is a corded landline at that. Um, 
that's pretty much what I pulled from it. I didn't I didn't see anything. Oh, the other thing too Yeah, is, there wasn't like anything else. Well, I mean, aside from like tech, like the use of the hotel like in general, like the elevator guys, um well, I guess that might be standard today in bigger hotels or fancier hotels, but um using like the concierge and like, you know, wake up call and and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all all those features. Yeah. Like having to leave an envelope with the front uh front desk because there's no like Venmo. Oh yeah, and I was like at the beginning of the movie when she first decides to like stay with him and everything, I was like is she informing anyone? Because you can't just like quickly like text a friend and be like, here's what I'm up to for the next few days. Like we didn't see until a little bit later a scene where she actually like sits down to call her friend. And I guess she had been trying to call her. Exactly. And what is her response? She said, oh, sorry, I had to party. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I had to party. Uh, it was good. I liked it. Like the technology. <laughs> Okay, who would be your best Judy out of everyone in this movie? Ooh. I would. I mean, okay, so, like, obviously I want Richard Gere, but I don't want him to be my best Judy. Like, I would want more. I would want to be <laughs> the Vivian to his Lewis. Or Edward, excuse me. The Vivian to his Edward. Yeah. But I guess if I had to choose, like, if I, yeah, team, team Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to pick someone to be my best Judy, uh, I would go with the hotel manager. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was just so cool. Like he knew everything. He knows like the ins and outs of the city. Like, like if I was his best Judy, like the gossip he could tell me. True. Yeah, for sure. He'd take me to like good dinners at the restaurant there. Like Yeah, if nothing else, you're getting hooked up with sick rooms, good gossip, and nice meals. Exactly. That's a good that's a good call. Who would be your best Judy? Originally I wanna say Kit, aka Laura San Giacomo, aka Laura San Guacamole. <laughs> um but she, cause she's so cute. She's so cute and adorable and, like, so sweet and kind-hearted and stuff. But she's also, like, so chaotic. I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for her, really. No, she's too chaotic. She's too chaotic. That kind of, like, turned me off a little bit. I'd like to, like, maybe have her in my friend group, but far enough where I'm, like, not that concerned about her too often. Um, so then I was like, I guess I'd kind of want Vivian Ward to be my best Judy because she's a good friend to Kit. She, like, makes sure she has money. She comes through for her and kind of, like, keeps her in check when she can. Like, yeah, so I was like, I guess she'd be a good best Judy. Yeah, Vivian would be a good choice, too, because she was, yeah, she took care of her. Um, she was being responsible. She was telling her, like, don't do drugs. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. No, I agree. That That is a good choice. Well, then. We've kind of briefly mentioned how much we like this movie. Just a little bit. Only a couple of times, I think. But, like, what would what would our rating measure be? Like, how are we... Is it bubble baths? Is it fucks uh... on a piano? <laughs> Is it how many Rodeo shopping springs? Or shopping springs? 
what is the term? Shopping spree. <laughs> <laughs> I like bubble baths. I like luxurious bubble baths. Like how many luxurious bubble baths out of five would you give this movie? This movie to me, I mean, the fact that I want to rewatch it already, I'm definitely going to give it five out of five bubble baths. Bravo. Like I, I really enjoyed this flick. I thought it was good. Um, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more as an adult um, who can actually <laughs> remember what happens in the movie and not like and like understand what's going on. Yeah, instead of like blocking out all of the like sex scenes and like in your head, she's just on the streets in his car, spending his money happily ever after. That, You're like, what that was the dream. Really? That was the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what she is. <laughs> now, how about you though? How would you how many bubble baths would you rate this movie? I I like this I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. It's so horny and sexy and I think everyone did a good job. It is very kind of like bubblegum pop. Gary Marshall who directed this movie also did Beaches, which was one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and like Princess Diaries, but they are kind of like that bubblegum pop of like very digestible and fun. But if you like think about it too hard, it starts to fall apart. <laughs> so I I give it a four out of five luxurious bubble baths. That's that's totally understandable. That's a really good four out of five is good. I just got to give it a five out of five because I, I, I want to see it again. Like I just I can't get out of my mind. I also want to see it again, like, so that I can, like, pay more attention to it and really drink in that that piano sex scene. I, that's, yeah, the whole movie. That first scene when she goes down on him, oh my god. Dude, she was, like, living my life when she's just, like, eating snacks and getting drunk on the floor while watching I Love Lucy. And then she just turns to him and she's like, want a blowjob? Yes. And he's like, eh, whatever. Just in his like Richard Gere way of being hot as fuck. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I, I love this movie. It was good. It's good. It's good. It's on the short list of romantic movies that I thoroughly enjoy. Well, I guess that pretty much sums up pretty one. Yeah, it definitely sums it up. Our opinion is the only one that matters. So thanks everyone for listening to Movies with My Best Judy. I am Bree, and this is my best Judy, Marco. And I'm Marco, and this is my best Judy, Bree. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our pilot episode. If you had a good time, please rate us five stars, leave a rave review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And tell your best Judy to give us a listen, too. And if you want to find me online, you can do so on Instagram at b.e.v.made, where I share all my stitchcrafts and my witchcrafts. And you can find me on Instagram under MLG Hearts, where I don't really share much, but I love when people send me things. Also, you can follow me on TikTok. That's the one I love, but I don't actually know my username. So give me like a quick second. (laughs) So you can go ahead and follow me on TikTok at silver underscore icon. I post funny videos of me and my partner 
And also, I love receiving other people's videos, so please send me them and DM me. And I'm thirsty. <laughs> All right. Next week, we'll be diving into 1991, the year of our Lord and Savior, when Marco was born into this world. What movie will we be watching, Marco? It's your pick. Next, we will be watching Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And I am so excited. I cannot. Yeah. I'm also very excited. So stay tuned, y'all. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.